Lucas Diaz from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 11th of January, 2024. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. After an eventful end of the year, 2024 saw a rather quiet start without any progress in the reform agenda. Instead, a significant obstacle arose for the government when the National Labor Appeals Court issued an injunction to halt implementation of the labor reforms outlined in the president's comprehensive decree. Remember that the newly elected president, Javier Millet, presented a 366-article decree of necessity and urgency as one of his first presidential measures. The labor law changes were intended to take effect about two weeks ago, but Judge Alejandro Sudera raised doubts about the real necessity and urgency of Millet's decree, suspending the measure until Congress evaluates it further. This is seen as a temporary victory for the General Confederation of Labor, or CGT, but the government plans to appeal. Either way, the Supreme Court has indicated that it will not address any cases against the decree until the judicial recess ends. This means a definite resolution is unlikely at this time and will remain so for at least a month. The government experienced another setback. After a devaluation of 54%, the peso has weakened in parallel markets and exporters and importers are preparing for a potential currency sell-off. While President Millet's early actions initially had positive effects, the current situation is raising concerns. In fact, Argentina is preparing to make a nearly $1 billion payment to foreign bondholders this week to restore investor confidence. The payment deadline serves as a crucial test for Malay's administration, which is expected to pay using foreign reserves boosted by the president's initial measures. The good news is that the World Bank predicts that Argentina's economy will experience growth of almost 3% in 2024. While the institution cautions about ongoing inflation, the country can expect a slight easing of growth now that the severe drought has passed. Speaking of passing, you know what's not running anymore? The Buenos Aires D subway line. If you're a local, this news might bum you out. The subway line that runs between Microcentro and Nunez is shutting down for the entire summer. Yes, you heard that right. From the 8th of January until the 17th of March, it will shut down completely as part of a modernization plan financed by a $104 million loan from the European Investment Bank. The upgrades aim to enhance operations, improve efficiency, and ensure safety standards by replacing railroad switches. The subway line's closure will also allow for the completion of renovations of the Facultad de Medicina station. So, yeah, time to find some other means of transportation. Even though it won't help you get from Nunez to Microcentro, there's some exciting news for travelers. A bunch of low-cost airlines like JetSmart, Flybondi, Paranair, and Gold are spreading their wings and launching new routes. Flybondi recently started a new Buenos Aires Mar del Plata route. Paranair is set to connect Asuncion in Paraguay with Cordoba, and Gol is making a comeback 
with a direct route between Buenos Aires and Bogota, Colombia. JetSmart is also adding new routes, including direct flights to Concepcion in southern Chile, connections between Argentina and Chile, and improved offerings to Peru. In other news, keep in mind that gas subsidies will be completely removed by April. Starting in February, there will be a gradual transfer of the gas price component, with 33% transferred each month until April. Subsidies will be removed for all users, irrespective of their income category. But from the 1st of April, a new subsidy scheme will be implemented based on a family's total income, considering their basic energy needs. The details of the new scheme will be provided in a forthcoming public hearing in March. The removal of the subsidies, like all the other reforms, will have an impact on people's consumption habits. Already in December, Argentines bought significantly less food, medicine, and gasoline compared to the previous year, as reported by various sources, including the Argentine Confederation of Medium-Sized Companies. Overall, retail sales dropped by almost 14% year-on-year, with food and drinks stores experiencing a 20% decline, followed by pharmacies at 19% and hardware stores at 14%. The decrease in sales was attributed to consumers anticipating a devaluation of the peso and price increases, prompting them to make purchases in November instead. The cancellation of public works projects and soaring gasoline prices also contributed to the decline. In addition, sales for the Dia de Reyes, or the Three Kings Day celebration, dropped by more than 13%, with purchases limited to kids' clothing and toys. On that note, former economy minister Sergio Massa made a reappearance after losing the presidential election. He attended a meeting with the leaders of the main CGT union grouping, where he expressed concerns about the economic and political situation and criticized himself for not being forceful enough in warning the middle class about the potential price increases that would come with Millet's policies. Massa also warned that in March, Argentines will experience a significant income drop due to increases in expenses such as school costs and the absence of collective bargaining talks. He said that the middle class will be the most affected by the deregulatory measures and price hikes. Moving on, you may or may not remember that the World Meteorological Organization recently appointed an Argentine meteorologist as their head. Celeste Sulo is the first woman and the first South American to head the organization. Last week, she said that her main priority is to assist the most vulnerable countries in dealing with the effects of climate change and extreme weather. In her own words, coming from the global south makes her acutely aware of the need to do more to prioritize the needs of the most vulnerable. She plans to enhance weather and climate science, improve observations and data exchange, leverage artificial intelligence advancements, and expand early warning services to mitigate the impact of climate change.
In healthcare news, experts in Rosario in the Santa Fe province have advised people in rural areas to get vaccinated against Argentine hemorrhagic fever, or AHF, a highly lethal disease. The vaccine is recommended for people between 15 and 65 years old. A Santa Fe is an endemic area for AHF. Rodents in rural areas typically transmit the disease, but there have also been cases reported in urban areas. The vaccine is included in the national calendar and available free of charge in public hospitals. Also on the nation's calendar is the World Economic Forum in Davos, starting on the 15th of January. President Millet will attend alongside other notable figures such as French President Emmanuel Macron, Israeli President Isaac Herzog, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and Middle East leaders. The summit will focus on the war in Gaza and the theme of rebuilding trust. Speaking of trust issues, the Asian news outlet The Diplomat published a piece suggesting that Argentina's new administration reevaluate the 2014 Deep Space Station agreement with China. The agreement approved the establishment of the Chinese station in the Neoken province, and the piece raises concerns about its potential for both civilian and military applications, even though the agreement exempts Argentina from international responsibility for Chinese activities, the political shift and China's growing influence in the region may prompt Argentina to reassess it. To know more, follow the link in the show notes. One recommendation before we go. If you tuned into the Golden Globes on Sunday the 7th, you may have heard about a foreign language film nominee titled Society of the Snow. Directed by the Spanish filmmaker J.A. Bayona, the movie tells the true story of a group of Uruguayan teenage rugby players who survived a plane crash in 1972 in the Andes Mountains. The film, based on a book by one of the survivors, is not for the faint of heart, but it does deliver an intense and awe-inspiring depiction of the story every person in the South Cone has heard about. It is now available on Netflix and in some movie theaters, such as Multiplex. And that's it for this week. It is the second week of the year, and you still haven't told your friends about us? How do you sleep at night? Remember, you can help us financially with the link in the show notes. Nos vemos la próxima semana.